first chapter, the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, it has a strange metaphor. The metaphor that is used is not is found in verse number eighteen. Ephesians one eighteen. Paul addresses this to the Ephesus, church at Ephesus and he says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That's an interesting statement. As though your understanding has eyes. Your understanding has eyes. That's a metaphor that is being used by Paul to express, praise God, what he's getting ready to say. There are two words that we're going to use today that are going to be the foundation of what we're speaking about. The first word is enlighten. Somebody say enlighten. And the second word is revelation. Second word is what? So we have, what's the first word? Enlighten and revelation. Enlighten, enlighten. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The word enlighten means to give someone greater knowledge and understanding about a subject or situation. Let's say that again. To give someone a greater knowledge and understanding about a subject or situation. Enlighten. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. God wants you to know who he is. God wants you to know what? Who he is. God wants you to know that he is a powerful God. God wants you to know that he is a mighty God. So in order for us to know that, we have to be enlightened. We have to have someone explain the power of God's might. And the scripture says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word 
of the Lord. Amen. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, glory to God, the more you hear about God, the more faith is supposed to develop in you regarding God. Amen? Amen. But in order for that to happen, it has to be an enlightenment. You have to know more about the subject, which is God. You have to know more about his ability and his power and his might so that you can believe that the best is yet to come. So that you can what believe that the best is yet to come. Now, enlightenment comes through revelation. Enlightenment, what? Comes through revelation. Now, if you're not enlightened, that means go, go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Uh, verse number 17. Ephesians, you with me? The fourth chapter of Ephesians, the verse number 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having what the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the what? Blindness of their heart. So their understanding is in darkness, the world's understanding is in darkness. The Christian's understanding is in light. The world's understanding is in what? Darkness. And the thing about it is the world cannot comprehend or understand God. The world cannot what? Comprehend or understand God. But the Christian, because he is enlightened, can understand God, and not only understand God, but accept the fact that God is a powerful God. God is omnipresent, he's omniscient, he's unknowing, he's all uh, everywhere, glory to God, and uh, he's omniscient, all-knowing. Somebody ought to give him praise. So, praise God, we that know that, am I too loud? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bless his name. We that know that then, praise God, have been enlightened. Our knowledge of him has expanded. Now, I'm not talking about the Sunday school knowledge. I'm not talking about the now I lay me down to sleep knowledge. Now I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Uh, that, that's good. Uh, but that's not really knowing God. That's having a knowledge of a God. But to really know God, it has to be given to you, blessed name, by his spirit. It has to be given to you what? By his spirit. Hmm. Illumination. Illumination comes through the eyes. Illumination comes through, praise God, seeing. And 
the word of God is illuminated in us as we, praise God, began to hear what God has to say to us. But we can't comprehend what he says because it is spiritually discerned. Go to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. The second word after enlightened is reveal or revelation. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, and we'll start at verse number 10. 1 Corinthians, the what? Second chapter, verse number 10. Uh, actually, start at verse number 9, so we can get the flavor of what we're talking about. But as it is written, what? I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So, we have not seen, we have not heard what good things the Lord has prepared for them that love him. We've not seen, we have not heard, we have not even we, we, we don't have a clue as to what God is getting ready to do. Ooh, hallelujah. So, well, how am I going to know what he's getting ready to do? Well, he's going to tell you. But God has what? Revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Before I read further, let's go down to verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. He can't even comprehend. He can't even understand what you are talking about when you say the best is yet to come. The natural man cannot understand it. He doesn't, he doesn't comprehend it. He doesn't compute because he is not in tune with the spirit of God. All right? Glory to God. So here we have it. The natural man cannot receive the things, neither can he know them, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. They are what? Ooh. Now let's go back up here to verse number 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the what? Spirit of a man, which is, to, which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth, even so the things of God knoweth no man. Are y'all with me? Okay, y'all read it with me? Okay. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. What? Oh, no, no, let me come back here. For what, does, for what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received the, not the Spirit of the world, we have not received the Spirit of the we have not received the spirit of the world, but what do we receive? But the spirit of God, why? 
that we may know that we must. See, we have the Spirit of God inside of us because God knows everything. God, praise God, knows everything, and he's everywhere, and he knows your need before you even ask him. Glory to God. Amen. And he's already working on it on your behalf. Somebody ought to give him some praise. He's already done that. Oh, glory to his name. But, but the natural man cannot receive that because it's foolishness unto him because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It doesn't compute. Glory to God. So when you're trying to make sense of things, glory to God, and you're trying to use your finite mind to make sense of things, glory to God, you will not tap into what God has prepared for you. You will not tap into what God has for the for the, the spirit of man cannot receive the things of God. What the spirit of man cannot receive. So don't even argue with someone about what God is getting ready to do for you. You hear what I'm saying? Don't, don't, even, don't even get into a discussion because you're fruitlessly discussing with a person that cannot receive what God is getting ready to do. Neither can he understand what God is getting ready to do because they are spiritually discerned. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. You're complicated. You are. Uh, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but what what? But the which the Holy Ghost teaches concerning spiritual things with what? Spiritual. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So if I try to understand God in my finite mind, I'm gonna run into trouble. If I try to understand and, and understand this concept that God is getting ready to do something great for me, Lord God, how do I know he's getting ready to do something? Because it's been revealed to me in my spirit. Oh, glory. I, 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 I wish I could explain it a little better to you. But, but I can't because it is spiritually discerned. And the only way you're going to know it, you have to have God's spirit. And if you have God's spirit, God's spirit will reveal to you his power and his anointing and his glory and what he's getting ready to do. Somebody ought to shout praise him. Amen. Sometimes, oh, glory, glory, glory. Have you ever had a dream? And you wake up, glory to God, and and, 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 and then the dream, or, or maybe a vision or something, you've, you've seen something, and, 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 and you get ready to tell somebody, but the somebody you get ready to tell is going to say, oh, that's just cornbread. That's just something you ate last night. That, that's just something, you know, that, you know, you had a little indigestion or something, and glory to God. And, yeah, because they don't understand the ways of God because it has not been spiritually revealed to them. But we have the Holy Spirit to reveal. Oh, 
was having a conversation with my wife the other day, uh, Lady G, and uh, she was explaining to me how things work in her life, uh, where she gets her ideas from, uh, for the women's department and things, and how she does. She, 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 every morning she gets up, she spends time with the Lord in meditation. Now, see, the world may not understand that. But she spends time, and she's sitting over there, and I watch her every morning. I watch her go through this ritual that she goes through, glory to God. She just sits there, and I can see her lips moving. And I'm saying, she must be praying. And, and then I don't hear anything, you know, but I just see lips moving. And I say, okay. And, and then she'll make a little noise or something. And, and then as I was discussing with her what's going on in her life, she said to me, you see, when I'm talking to the Lord, he tells me all that I need to know. He tells me what theme to use. He tells me who to call on. He tells me who, you know, do I need to contact or who do I need to, praise God, to have speak this time at the Women's Fellowship? Or he, he, he gives me the theme. He gives me everything. He just talks to me. Now, see, somebody already said, oh, ooh, ooh. She gone, hallelujah. But in fact, she's tuning with the spirit of the Lord. And, and, and she pointed out to me, she said, for example, for example, do you remember when I could not find my tea set? She said, do you remember when I could not find my tea set? And I was asking everybody and talking to everybody and you know, even accusing a few. She was. But then she said, she told, during that time of meditation, she asked, she said, now, Lord, why haven't you told me where that tea set is? She asked the Lord, Lord, see, to, to some of you, this is foolishness. But this is the power of God being revealed through divine revelation, glory to God, that we need to tune into. You hear what I'm saying? Watch, watch what I'm saying now. So she said, Lord, you haven't shown me where my tea set is. And it was Wednesday, and the teapot tea was Saturday. This was Wednesday. She got on the phone. She talked to one of our members. And one of our members said to her, Sister G, don't you have a backup plan? She said, backup plan? I don't need a backup plan because my God's going to show me where that tea set is. Ooh. My God is going to tell me where that tea set because he knows. Because he knows. This is Wednesday. She's doing her thing, praise God, meditating and so forth. Then all of a sudden, the Lord says, call 
Sister Cochin. Call Sister. Who told her that? The Lord, during that time of fellowshipping with him, trying to get an impartation from him, and having him talk to her and answer her question, Lord, why haven't you shown me? Well, the Lord says, I'll show you. So he says, call Sister Coachman. She calls Sister Coachman, and guess what? Sister Coachman not even answer the phone. She texts Sister Coachman, Sister Coachman didn't respond. And then finally, I think late that night, Hmm? A few hours later, she responded. She said, Sister G, are you having a senior moment? Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Who knows where the cup is? The Lord knows. Sister G doesn't know. She just to this day doesn't even remember what she did. But the Lord said, call Sister Coachman. And why would the Lord have her call Sister Coachman? Sister Coachman said to her, Sister G, are you having a senior moment? You sold me that set. Let me back up, let me back up. The Lord told her, call Sister Coachman. Why would the Lord tell her to call Sister Coachman? Because Sister Coachman knew where the set was. But the Lord said, call, so didn't say call Mary Sue, didn't say call, said call Sister Coachman. And she's trying to figure out, why am I calling Sister Coachman? Because Sister Coachman is the one she sold the set to. So Sister G, she said, well, well, can I buy it? She said, no, I'll loan it to you. You can have it anytime you need it, but it's mine. Now, who knew that but the Lord? Because she, she, to this day, can't even remember selling the set to Sister Coachman. And of all the women that she knows, Sister Lord said, call Sister Coachman. Now, she got that where, where she was meditating with the Lord, when she was conversing with the Lord, when she was talking to the Lord, and when she, when, when, oh, glory to God, when you talk to the Lord, and, and, and you're in tune with him, you hear what he has to say, and what he has to say is important and vital to your success. Somebody ought to shout praise him, because he knows all you need to know. Glory to God. Revelation. It came by what? Divine revelation. Didn't come through her knowledge. Didn't come through her wisdom. Didn't come through her uh, understanding of, of, of things or glory to God or remembrance or her memory because she forgot. But God said, call Sister Coachman. God tells you, God knows whatever you need to know. That's why I can tell you the best is yet. Come on, come on, come on. Your best is yet to come. Now, now listen. 
This cause I Paul, this is Paul's testimony. For this cause I Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for the Gentiles. If you've heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, toward you, given me to you, for you, this grace, how many know that you're saved by grace? And and what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor favor that you don't merit but he's going to give it to you anyway come on somebody amen you have what unmerited favor that's what he says glory to God for if you had heard if you had heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me toward you how that by how that by how that by how that by revelation, what? He made known unto me, what? The mystery, for I wrote afore in a few words. In other words, Paul said, this mystery that's been going on from ages and ages, I found out about this mystery. God revealed this mystery by revelation. But enlighten us and get us to know who he is. Not by intellect, not by knowledge, not by head knowledge, not by, no, I'm acquainted with him, glory to God, or, or, you know, no, God says, I want you to really know me. And I want you to know that I'm a God that answers your prayers. Come on, come on, come on. I don't think, Sister G, I, I know I don't. I, I've, I've never heard the voice of God, but I've had God speak to me. I've never heard the voice of God, but I've had God speak to me. And he speaks to me through his spirit. Come on, come on, He speaks to me how through his spirit. And when his spirit speaks, you know the voice. <laughs> Even though you can't hear the voice, but you know the voice because you know that's his spirit talking. Somebody ought to give him some praise. Somebody ought to give him some praise. Hallelujah. Sister, sister, sister Culberson, I think it's time for us to take a break and hear a testimony. Come on, hear a testimony which will confirm what the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now Sister Coberson is retired from the Sheriff's Department. 
So I think just about everything you've been able to tell us has happened in the past. Okay. So you're safe. Because she did some things she wasn't supposed to do. Amen. Some things that are forbidden by law. But she decides she's going to obey the Lord and do what the Lord says. Amen. And we don't encourage anybody to break the law. But if the Spirit is on you, glory to God, you got to do what the Spirit tells you to do. Somebody ought to give him praise. Somebody ought to give him praise. Now, I'm not saying going out and break the law. Lord, I'm not encouraging you to break the law. But I'm just simply saying, if the Lord tells you something, you got to do it. So, you want to explain to us what happened? Um, God was dealing with me on just witnessing the people that were pretty much captive audiences, the inmates, since I had authority over them. Um, I would witness to them. And once they found out I was talking about Jesus Christ, then they would open up. But as a supervisor, me talking to them, they thought that they were being disciplined for some reason. So there was a gentleman who used to come in the West Covina Courthouse. He told me it was okay to give his full name. I told him about our meeting yesterday. His name is Nick Canis. And Nick Canis is about six, I, I want to say six, seven, a big guy, white guy, bald-headed with uh, this long beard and goatee. He's an undercover um, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me he doesn't look like a saint? No, sir. <laughs> no. He used to walk into the office um, to serve warrants on inmates that were in custody and inmates that were out of custody. He worked a dangerous special team. And he was a big white guy. Whenever he'd walk in the office, everybody would stop talking. They're afraid of him. He just looked very intimidating. He didn't look like what I perceived to be a Christian, a believer, really. So at one point, I... Um, in the office and I asked him to come over to me and since I had authority over him since I was a sergeant I asked him went in my office and I said do you know Jesus Christ he said yes he got so excited <laughs> wait wait whoa 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 back up I'm I'm having difficulty processing six foot six long beard glory to God and he loves Jesus So um, we talked for about 45 minutes about Jesus Christ and his relationship with them. Um, we shared, and it was just an amazing, it was amazing. I didn't see him as this big, bald-headed, biker-looking dude anymore. I saw him as who he was, a servant of Jesus Christ. And then he greeted me when we were leaving. He said, my sister in Christ. And when I opened my office door, all the secretaries again got very quiet because here he comes. This, they perceived him to be this big beast. As he got halfway out my office into the main office, he came back, rushed back, and gave me the biggest hug. And it was just amazing. Everybody was looking like, oh. Then they all asked me, you know, what did you guys talk about? Oh, nothing. He's good. <laughs> so a couple of months later, I learned that Nick had uh, cancer um, in his throat. And the um, doctor said it didn't look good. So I reached out to Nick. Um, I texted him and told him I was going to be praying for him. And me and Jesse, uh, since we've retired every morning, we read um, the Bible, and before we do, we read the 365 days of healing that Sister G introduced to us. Um, every day we read it, and at the end there's a confession. So I started texting Nick the confession at the end, and it just, sometimes he would reply, and more times he didn't. I didn't realize what he was going through, the treatment that he was going through, chemo and radiation.
medication to stop this cancer. And then in August, I received a text from him. Sorry, I passed it. <laughs> I received a text from him which states, Teresa, I just got back from my doctor's appointment following my PET scan, and there are no signs of cancer. <laughs> Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. Come on, come on, give God praise. I want you to see how God orchestrated, brought that person into her life. She had the audacity to ask him if he knew Christ. And he responded, he was a servant of the Most High God. And thank God he met Teresa. Because Teresa is the one that sent him the word from the Lord every day that he was going through. And God knew who to connect him with. Somebody ought to shout praise him. God knew who to connect him with. And now, today, he is cancer-free. Come on, let's give God praise. Thank you, Teresa. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Now, if you go tell somebody else that, they won't understand. They won't understand. But you know, because you have God's spirit, inside of you and the spirit is revealing to you his power and his glory and the power of the Lord says don't fear cancer the power of the Lord says don't fear cancer because God has not given us the spirit of fear the spirit of fear comes from the enemy somebody ought to give him praise and God is letting us know today that he is a healer and that he's a way maker. He'll answer your prayers. And when you lose stuff, he'll answer that too. He'll tell you what happened. He'll show it to you. If you lose your keys, he'll tell you what happened. Come on, hallelujah. Somebody, oh, that just, oh, that just. God is revealing to you his power and his authority. Sometimes, oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Sometimes, glory to God, when you're in need and you're in need of direction and you want him to guide your steps, just pray and ask him to guide my steps. Order my steps today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lead me in the path that you would want me to walk in on this day. And God will make it happen for you. Even if you're looking for a brand new car, he'll, he'll send you to the right dealer. Come on, he'll send you to the right person at the dealership. Somebody ought to shout pray. If you pray, if you believe, if you will receive, oh, glory to God, if you will allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. He's a great leader. He's a great leader. He didn't, he didn't anoint the choir. Oh, I got I to stop, got to stop, got to stop. He didn't know at the choir today to tell you, praise God, the best is yet to come for you not to believe it. But I want you to go out of here singing the best 
And if you can't sing, just say it. The best is yet to come. Woo! Reach over, tell somebody, say, the best is yet to come. Just reach over, witness, come on, say, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Yeah, hallelujah. How do I know? Because it's divinely been revealed that the best is yet to come. Somebody ought to give him praise today. Somebody ought to give him glory today. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing. Not through, but I'm closing. Hallelujah. Because there's more to it. Hallelujah. I've been enlightened because it's been revealed. God reveals the promises that he's made to us. And if God has made a promise, he's going to surely keep it. The best is yet to come. Thank you, Lord. The part of that song that says, you haven't seen nothing yet. English is bad, but that's all right. The grammar.